0: Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Please make sure to tune in to the end of our podcast for our Dear Jen segment. This is where one of our listeners sends in a question and I answer it uh, online. So uh, if you have a question, please email me at dearjen at with 2 endscom And I'm here today with a special guest. Boy, I have been waiting to have him on... And uh, I've, we finally figured out the technology of the phone call interview. <laughs> so today I am joined by uh, Colin Tate, and he wrote a book called Is This Your Man? And uh, ladies, you are definitely want, going to want to get your notebook out and take some notes today because this is an interview you're not going to want to miss a word of. So Colin, hello and welcome to the Lovability Podcast.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Well, I'm so happy for you to be here, also. Colin is from Atlanta. He's from my hometown, and he's also a bulldog fan. So uh, we're already bonded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Colin is married. Uh, He's been married five years. He has a a daughter, right? That's correct.
1: That's correct.
0: Uh huh. A daughter, and uh, and you know the he wrote this book. Is this your man? And I have to tell you, I don't have a lot of time to read, but his book caught my attention and I did pick it up and I did listen to it and I did listen to it. I didn't read it, but, uh, uh thank God for audible. <laughs> um, but I have to tell you the, the content is intriguing. And I think, I think women need to pick the book up because so many times, Colin, I tell women about what they're doing wrong or what they could do better. And they don't believe me because I'm a chick, right? But they're going to hear Correct. it. They're going to hear it from you today. I'm super excited about uh, about getting to talk about all these all these things that women, all the mistakes women are making from a man's perspective. You know, there was a quote in your that you you know put in your bio for your book, and it said that your you know your favorite quote is uh, finding love isn't hard. It's only hard when you continue to give your heart to a man who doesn't deserve it. Correct. And, and I love that. And I couldn't agree more. And I love that it's coming from a guy. And why is it, Colin, in your opinion, and you have a good opinion. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of the viewpoints we share about relationships and mm-hmm. uh, values and morals and things like that. But in your opinion, why is it that women go for men that they don't deserve?
1: You know, it, it's, it, it's so interesting you say that because there, there's so many books out there that women can read and women can uh, resource to try to get knowledge and understanding. And what I've found, and it goes for men too, is that so often we think the reason we are single is it's, a, it's an external problem, meaning for women, it's the men, or for men, it's the women. And what I've learned through even my own experience of trying to find love and marriage is the reason we are all single, male, female, is only one reason, and it's you. The good news is you can change it. That's the great news about it. So a lot of us who are single, who are looking to blame women, and blame men, we are the common denominator. And Once we figure out the roots, uh, the, the pattern that we are picking, then we will get to the essence of why we keep picking the same men over and over again.
0: That is awesome. And amen to that. It's, uh, you know, it's funny and ironic. I actually wrote a post about this on Facebook today and you know, all the people that are that are pointing the fingers and saying people are superficial out there. You know, the, uh-huh. people are ghosting me. You know, I keep finding unavailable people uh, you know, that they're there, all these excuses, you know, I finally said, you need to look in the mirror because you're the perpetrators. If you've been single for a long time, you need to look in the mirror because this starts with you. And the energy that you put out is the energy that you're getting back. And you and I briefly spoke about also some of the childhood stuff. And not that we want to be these therapists here, you know, for people and, you know, throw people into years of therapy, which many of them have already had. But but uh-huh. at the same time, those things creep in. And at some point, we've got to be willing to look and say, there is a pattern here. There, There's a problem here. I keep wanting to point to the fact that there's no good men or women out there. Uh, you know, people are unhealthy. They're doing this. They're doing that. And it stems from who you are and what you're putting out there. And you just said it.
1: Absolutely. And and I tell women, when I counsel them, I put myself on the sword. I'm not sitting up here on the altar of the poop pulpit as if I am not flawed and I didn't have to learn from my own mistakes. Right. Because I was teased as a child, and it took years to realize being teased for having uh, adolescent acne at 12, 13, 14 was still carrying with me in my adult life in my 30s. And so a lot of times when you hear women and men say, especially women sometimes, I don't feel that spark. I don't feel that it factor. I'm just. That drives me insane. And and I said the same thing, even when I met my wife and I'm going to tell you why that is so key, because I, because of my insecurities, I was a rescuer. I needed someone to, um, who I needed to build up either spiritually, emotionally, financially. I, 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 I needed that type of person. And so when I met my wife, she was already together. She didn't need to be built up spiritually, or financially, or emotionally. And so what I found is that we confuse the drama with excitement. And so men women who meet a guy that there is no drama because he's healthy, we're confusing it with, I don't feel the spark. There's no excitement. There's not no, there's not an if factor. That's because you're leading with your unhealthy eyes into the, this other person.
0: Right, that insecurity uh, that they feel because they're it's not reciprocated, or they're left wondering, or you know they they're not getting answers, or they you know guys playing hard to get, you know uh, that 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 drama, as you say, it's a great word, that chaos. Is playing back out. That's they that's a feeling that they're looking for. Is that uncertainty? If they grew up with a feeling of uncertainty uh, in their life or in their home or in their you know their family life, uh, then mm-hmm. uncertainty is uncertainty. They they become accustomed to it. It's uncomfortably comfortable, <laughs> right?
1: It, it, it is. And, and so what happens is we probably do meet somebody that's healthy, and you, they're not making you jump through all these hoops. I've had some women who have been so uh, conditioned that they're used to when they meet the type of guy they like that that type of man makes them jump through hoops. He doesn't call all the time. He doesn't pick up the phone. He doesn't uh, follow up on dates. And so when they meet a guy that says, hey, you are good enough, you don't have to go through all that, then they start saying to themselves, okay, I know I, I'm not good enough for this. So that means if you think I'm good enough, that means something's wrong with you. And it, again, it's just it's a vicious cycle.
0: Very, very true. So, how does how does uh, somebody, uh, in your opinion, get through that? How do they get past that? I know you've done some counseling in the past with mm-hmm. women. Um, how does how does somebody realize that?
1: Well, in their defense, they they they. just old saying: you don't know what you don't know. And they weren't able to connect that. <laughs> What happened in their childhood, they're still carrying it with them. Like, for example, I meet women all the time that say, I never get approached. Men just look at me and they just stare. And they're and so
0: intimidated to- by me. You hear that all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, men are so yeah, intimidated.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I tr- what I explain to women is that every man, every man from me, the producer doing this show, Denzel Washington, Kobe Brown, you name any man. We have all approached a woman, and y'all have just cut us down like we are a homeless man on the street. We've all been there. And so what happens when a a, a man is not as confident as you may think to approach women? I mean, it takes a a lot of guts to walk up to somebody they don't know and just take a chance and see what they say. It's a big reason why a lot of people don't do sales is because the constant rejection. And so what I'm telling them is that when you're, number one, walking fast, on a mission, on your cell phone, not smiling, you are sending a signal to them that says, leave me alone, and if you try me, I'm going to bite your head off. Right. And so what they'll find is that the only men that seem to try them are men that, excuse my phrase, just don't give a damn anyway. Exactly. uh, And what what I explain to them is that these men know you have issues. But they don't care because they know they're not going to be around anyway.
0: They're about they're so, about their own pleasure and their own agenda anyway.
1: Exactly. Yep. And what I help, help some women understand is that they you're you're walking around with the with a wall unbeknownst to yourself because number one, either you've had some abuse, uh, sexually, emotionally, or physically that you haven't dealt with, there may have been a a, a death in your family that you have not dealt with because, so that means your wall is up there to get close to people. Are there someone that you've had a relationship with that broke your heart into pieces? And you may be over the guy, but you're not over what he did to you. So you're walking around with this indirect wall, and the men are seeing it. And so that sends a signal to them that says, don't even try just leave her alone because she's not interested. And that's what happens.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the other other thing that uh, I think a lot of women that are listening need to look at I've just done counseling for 25 years and I think the biggest mm-hmm. thing is a woman's relationship to her father and whatever that was, if it was uh it, highly functional too functional is a whole nother deal, but any dysfunction yeah. where she was abandoned, neglected, abused, that is, that comes into play too. That's, that is, that put, puts up a lot of walls. If she doesn't know, she fears she's going to be abandoned. She fears getting close And being hurt, a lot of that doesn't even have to come from our adult relationships. That can come 100% from your childhood. And women don't realize they're carrying it around. And the other thing, Colin, and I can just say this, at least for women I observe in Dallas, so many women and men, but women have given up on finding love. And they've just, and men do it too. I'm seeing it a lot with everybody, Uh, but they just get really comfortable with their friends. And I hear women say, I don't need a man. I've got my own job. I've got my own car. I've got my own house. What do I need a man for? Well, that's not what a man's uh-huh. for anyway. But but they they get so involved with their friends and they're taking friends trips and, you know, friend dinners. And they've got so, their life is so built around their friendships that they don't even have a space in their life for somebody. And then they wonder why nobody's approaching them. Full is full. And there's a signal that you put out when you are full, right? When your schedule's full yeah. or your heart is <laughs> full, right?
1: Absolutely. And, and, and women do that for two reasons. One, like you said, if you're so busy, I, I told my sister's friend one time uh, this question, this answer, because she just goes to work, goes to church, and goes to the grocery store. And I told sure. her, I said, so basically you're telling me the only time the man has the opportunity to meet you is either at the grocery store are at the gas station. That's it. So that's number one. Number two, the other reason why they do this is because they've given up. It's kind of like when right. you're looking for – you're working a job and there's a certain promotion you've been trying to go after for about two, three, four years, and finally you just – you don't get it, they alleviate the position, and it's a default mechanism to comfort yourself and say, you know what, I didn't want that anyway. But you really do. And I've always found when people really don't want something – like you're not born racist. You're not born uh, uh, hating certain things. It's a developed pattern. Something has happened throughout the journey that this dream you had of finding true love, or you know, becoming famous, or becoming a great writer, or, or whatever it may be, that something has happened through examples, through experiences that have finally you have told yourself it's not going to happen. And so instead of getting your hopes up. And in it, it indirectly they've given
0: up. It's learned helplessness, right?
1: That's, it.
0: That's go, it. Right back to uh the um gosh, the experiment. I want to say Pavlov's dogs, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. No, you you're a very wise man. I love talking to you. We could do this all day. You know, you uh you have some key points in your book, some things that you answer, and I don't want to give all the secrets away in the book, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things that, you know, you you uh point to it that people are going to learn is the number one reason why men don't tell you the truth about your relationship. Uh, You also have why men suddenly disappear or stop calling when you thought things were going great. Uh, Number three, the number one strategy that men use to test women to see how fast they'll sleep with them. So I, and there's more, but I want to get into one of those right now. And then we're going to get into another because I do see two problems. I see You know, this is a disappearing culture. Men are doing it. Women are doing it. We just did a podcast last week on ghosting. It's just, it's, you know, people are becoming so um, conflict avoidance that they don't even want to engage anymore. They're like, oh, if I don't message them back or call them, they'll get them, you know, they'll get the hint or just so dang lazy now. And, uh, but, but I'd like to hear your perspective from a guy for those ladies out there. The, the reason men suddenly disappear or stop calling, everything's great. They got along awesome, had a great date, you know, had a great couple dates, and then they disappeared. Why do they do
1: that? Well, it, it could be a couple of things. I mean, one thing, if if, if you're a woman and you notice <laughs> that you are only having first, second dates, and then that's it, then that means there, there's something you're doing on the date. Most likely you're probably interviewing them. Without you even knowing it, you're you you are interviewing a husband on the first second date, and I and I always tell people the a first date has one agenda to determine if there should be a second one. That is it. Don't walk him down the aisle. Don't start asking all these pointed, deep, penetrating questions to see if he's the one. Keep it light. Keep it loving. Keep it relaxed. So it's that's a, it's one a new
0: friend you know, take the pressure off. It's a new friend. It's a new, it's a connection. All we're trying to do is make a connection with somebody else and see if there is one. And if there's any expectation put on that first date at all, I'm sure you'll agree. There's any expectation for it to be anything more than what it is. And that's a first meeting. It ruins things before it start, before they start.
1: Absolutely. Treat it like a job interview. When you go on any, when you interview for certain jobs that you know it's going to be a three, four, five interview process, I'm not talking about interviewing, you know, no disrespect to McDonald's, but if you're interviewing to be a regional manager or director for a different company, you know it's not going to be a one interview process. So, of course, you don't go into the interview, have a great interview, and then you're spinning it on Facebook. Oh, my gosh, I just found a job on my life. Da, 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 da. You don't do that because you know it's a process and life has taught you. Let me not get too ahead of myself until I've gone through certain steps. So that's number one. Number two, men – and women start to catch on to this because women are doing it too. But men, we are nowhere near as strong as women are. We are we, we're just – and when I mean strong, I'm talking about in the, the the emotional capacity because women get their heart broken multiple times a year. Men, we are, God did not build us or equip us to deal with the amount of heartache that we put you guys through. We, we cannot deal with it. That's why when a man gets his heart broken one time, that, that phrase, hell have no fury, when a woman's scores no, 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 no. When a man, <laughs> when a man, has his heart broken? You. That's when you. look, That's when be irrational. It can happen. So that, that's number two. So number three, when a when a man is just not calling you, is because he just doesn't want to go through the drama. Every man at some point has told the woman the truth. We told her. I don't. It could have been when we were thirteen. Could have been when we were fifteen. Could have been when we were twelve. We have told women the truth, and that process was so dramatic. It did not it work so out very well. <laughs> it, it, it was. It was. So filled with drama and questions that we just either either tell you just enough that it won't make you feel bad, or like you said, we go, start my book. We call it witness protection program. We just <laughs> we're, we're just gone, and we learned that hey, I'm not answering your phone calls. I'm not answering your text messages. I'm not answering your Facebook because if I respond to you, the clock starts all over again. That means okay, she reencouraged. She's going to keep it up. And it's gonna take even longer. So if you make it a safe place for him to be honest, because women will say, just tell him the truth, tell him the truth. For you, they say that because they think they have an idea what the truth is. But when he drops that atomic bomb on you, then it's just it's a fiasco. So and men so don't want wa- is-
0: and men don't want to hurt women. I hate to jump in and interrupt you, but I yeah. think that's the other part of it too, is you know, they they don't want, like you said, whatever whenever it happened, they don't want to hurt a woman. So they will avoid, I know men that have completely avoided breaking up with long-term relationships, like years, because they don't want them, they don't want to hurt them. But they're hurting them more by not telling them the truth, you know, so.
1: Well, well, here's the thing. It's not that they don't want to hurt the women. They don't want to hurt their, the men don't want to deal with the pain that it takes, that it puts on them, the guilt, the pressure. They don't, they don't want to hold that. You see my point? <laughs> yeah. They don't want to hold that bad. Right. So it's not that they don't want to hurt women. I'm not, well, what I mean is not that they are purposely doing it, but the thing is the reason for them not telling the truth is not really to hurt you. It's so that the pain that you're going to deal with and the guilt, I don't want to deal with the guilt. I don't want to deal with. So these, it's selfish. The so it's selfish reasons. It self, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I don't, um, if I, if I know, because if you break up with somebody on mm-hmm. Tuesday. Trust me, ladies, the relationship was over last Tuesday. It just finally matriculated right. by him disappearing um, that particular Tuesday.
0: Right, right. Now, that is that is fabulous. I uh, I like that. And I, and I know you go into a lot more detail in the book, so get the book mm-hmm. and read that up. Now, let, this is a fun one for me. The next one is uh, the number one strategy men use to test women to see how fast they can sleep with them and this is a kind of a little source of contention with me because I mean, obviously, you know, you're definitely in the Bible belt in Atlanta, um, Uh you know, and, uh, and, you know, there is that whole idea of, you know, uh, celibacy, saving yourself for marriage. Uh, Uh I happen to have grown up Catholic. So it was, it was, you know, pounded into me, you know, from a young age that that's what you did. But, uh, but we live in a really different society now, and you know we're these online dating apps. There's one in particular I won't mention the name that's known just for you know they swipe one way and they meet up, and it's the hookup app. And the uh-huh. women are doing it just as much as the men. The men are telling me, Colin, and I'm sure you hear this too, the men are telling me that these women, the minute that they have swiped yes. The women are shooting and they get chatting that the women are shooting over nudies to them immediately mm-hmm. and using their body, you know, and sensuality and sexuality to hook a guy in. But is, is that the correct way to do it? And, you know, how do you, how does a woman? I don't even want to, I kind of don't even want to ask it. I was going to say, how does a woman know if a man is just looking for one thing? I think we're smart enough to know, but you know, why shouldn't a woman give it up? Why should she hold out? Tell tell them what's well, a better question.
1: Well, well, here's the thing. When, you, you, like you said, Jennifer, it seems like oh, it would be a common sense question, but then we actually laugh amongst each other that the stuff that worked at 13 still works. Like I'm 40 years old. It still works. <laughs> like, wow, the same method still works. And here's the thing. When Women are very intelligent, intelligent, but men know when I get your emotions involved, logic goes out the window. Your logic just goes completely out the window.
0: Ladies, one, ladies, are you listening? <laughs>
1: keep going. Seven. So, yes, yeah, so your logic, if you once your emotions get involved, because you're very smart, you're very logical, but when that emotion is, just, you're gone. Number two... Men, it, it's very easy to tell if a man is just around you for sex, because in the first couple of conversations, then it starts to come up. Like, here's another thing. If a man asks you for pictures, yep. that is a sign he is not going to be around. And I'm going to tell you why. My wife, been married five years, dated. No, now, I never asked her for pictures. First, because I know she wasn't that type of woman. But number two, the reason I never asked her for pictures is because why do I need pictures? I'm going to see her anyway. I'm going to see her naked. I'm going to see her coming out of the bathroom. What's the point? Right. But if I know she's not going to be around and I need a keepsake, I need something to show shawl for my friends, which we will trust You will believe. do
0: it. We know. I've, even, I've seen them.
1: So if he asks for pictures, that means you're not going to be around long term. Because if you're going to be around long term, he doesn't
0: need to see the picture. Somebody was just asking that question, by the way. So um, a, a young lady said, don't ask me for pictures. If you meet me online, don't ask me for pictures. They're on. They're already online. Don't ask me for additional ones. So that's Absolutely. what they're looking for. Uh, you know, so why should women hold out? Um, I. I I mean, it it would be great. I mean, I think you and your wife were celibate until marriage. I think that was one of your commitments to each other. Am I correct?
1: Uh, no, no, you're not. Actually, you're not correct. I'll be honest. Okay. We 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 did not. We waited. <laughs> I wish I could sit here and say yes, we did. No, we we, we did. We 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 waited till the relationship was committed Perfect. before we did go there. Perfect. Because because you have to earn. To me, you have to earn certain things with the person you're dating because when I first met her, and when you first meet the person you're dating, chances are they're sleeping with somebody. I mean, there's a good chance, ladies, if you go out on a going out with a date with a guy this Saturday night, chances are he is sleeping with somebody else. And so the reason you want to wait, and now some people say wait till marriage, some people say wait till you're in committed relationship. You do what's best for you, but you want to wait until the relationship has made it to a certain point where you feel there is a commitment. Now, never tell the guy, like I have some women that tell guys the 90-day rule, never, let me tell you, that 90-day rule will backfire on you so fast. Because <laughs> number, he's counting so down the one, days,
0: right? Then he's got his breakout well, plan for 91 days.
1: <gasps> well, here's the thing. For 90 days, number one, does that mean he doesn't sleep with anybody else? That's number one. So he's still going to be sleeping with somebody else. Number two, I've had men use the 90-day rule because they're with women that they know they're not physically attracted to. You know, I call them the BS or the chameleon in my book or a baby boy. They're with certain women for what they can do for them financially, and they are just not physically attracted to them, and they will throw out the 90-day rule themselves just to keep themselves from having to sleep with you. So you. just you, you, you just got to be really careful. So I always tell women when you meet a guy, when the conversation comes up, if it's coming up for a second date, red flag. But when the conversation comes up about sex, just let them know I'm not willing to do anything until we're in, a, until we're in some type of loving, committed relationship. What the time frame is, it differs from woman to woman. One woman it may say three months. Another one may say six months. Because if you are dating someone, like you live in Dallas, I live in Atlanta. Me and you dating for six months is not the same as someone living in the same city dating for six months, right. if that makes sense. Right. So so what I my connection with you dating halfway across the country, that six months may need to be a, a year so you can fully understand, fully understand what's going on because I can, it's easy for me to be consistent when I don't live in the same city as right. you. Right. And that's another thing I tell women, when you're dating online, and if you're dating a guy that is in a city, let's say a guy lives in, you live in Dallas and a guy lives in Atlanta, Georgia, not Atlanta, South Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, that's a red flag because once, unless he has family in Dallas, what's going on in Atlanta that he can't find somebody there? He has to go all the way to Dallas. It's a red flag.
0: So I'm going to, I'm going to jump in there. Uh, so as a matchmaker, you know, one of the things I have found, and I, I I do, I, I only, I only matchmake in the DFW area. Um, I don't Uh go, I don't go nationwide. However, uh, you know, there are, there are transplants here, you know, so I'm from Atlanta and I've, I grew up on the East coast. I have more of an East coast mentality Um, although I'm very integrated to Dallas, I do just fine here, but there are plenty of people that come from the East coast or the Midwest that have a totally different mentality and they would probably do better with somebody from somewhere else. And I will say like, there's plenty of women that come from the Northeast, um, or the Midwest and guys like in, in Dallas, this is a blonde hair, blue eyed. Um, kind of city. And and it really is. I mean, there are certainly guys that like brunettes here, but I'm here to tell right. you that there are definitely attitudes and looks in certain cities that, um, right. that prevail. So somebody that is here from the Northeast or the Midwest might do better dating somebody outside of, you know, this Metroplex, given that, you know, the majority of the men here are very conditioned to a certain look um, and nobody would have told me this before I moved to Dallas. Cause I used to live in Atlanta and I think in Atlanta it was, uh-huh. is pretty much anything goes. There were beautiful blondes, beautiful brunettes. Um, you didn't, there w- did, there wasn't quite the prevalence as there is here with the, you know, the big blonde hair and you know, the tons of makeup, you know what I mean? Like you've seen the Dallas Cowboy uh-huh. cheerleaders, come on. Um, so, <laughs> but, but I am saying like that would, I, so to the one thing that you've said, I would, honestly say, I think there are reasons that people could date outside of their geographic area. It may not be that something's wrong with them. Um, it may be that there is, because I've certainly known people that have dated the whole city Mm -hmm. and then they had to go to other cities because they'd already dated the whole city of Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, but, but it, it's, it, it could be other reasons too, from a, from an attitude kind of
1: thing. I I totally, I totally agree. And, And when I say red flag, I, I, and like you said, you're you're speaking from, and I hear it a lot from women here in Atlanta, and you're speaking from a female perspective, which, may, which I completely agree. So if I lived in, if a woman lived in a city that has a lot of men there, I completely understand why she may be looking. But men are the ones that are in, quote unquote, the driver's seat, if you will. And so if a man, for example, if a man is in Dallas, and so you said men in Dallas have there's I guess would you say there's a smorgasbord of different type of women that could go after black, white, blonde, brunette, and it's and it's not a shortage of single women in Dallas, am I correct? Uh
0: absolutely not.
1: Okay. So if he's in Dallas and now he's going after a woman that lives in uh Charleston, South Carolina, and he has no roots in Charleston, South Carolina, it's mainly from a, from women to look at that man. Why is he I think instead' then a female? Because they may be dealing with certain geographical differences because men only have a focus on one particular look but if the man is in a city where he is in a smorgasbord arena why is he venturing out right that's that's really the perspective of the red flag now if it's a female looking outside of dallas i get it a female looking outside of atlanta i get it because we know the geographical challenges women deal with all across the country but men who are Single, successful, good looking, nice job. No kids, reason they kid. should
0: be, be looking there somewhere else. Go. They, got, got, they got plenty go. of options. So, there
1: you go. So,
0: so, Colin, why should should women not? If there were any reasons you could give a woman not to sleep with a man right away, especially on a first date, what would those
1: be? Well, you and you know you hear the whole saying, um, "Men can do it, why can't we?" Or, you know, I just want it, and that's fine, but. You you don't think you can play the same game a man can. God did not function us in that same way. Now, if I meet women, I have now, meet women that look at sex the same way a man does, where it is meaningless, it is unemotional, it is casual, then there's some background in her life where she definitely, definitely, uh, there was some type of background or abuse. Because any woman I've ever uh, counseled that has done that has worked as an exotic dancer, that has done pornography. There is nine times out of 10, always some type of abuse or some type of trauma that opened that door. So, so right. I tell so, women, so, don't, so sex
0: was introduced um, in some dysfunctional or too early of a way right. so that they're exactly, yeah, they, they don't look because a woman is. I mean, it, it, it we're, we are just. We are just conditioned. We are emotional creatures. For women that say, "Oh, I can have sex and not be emotionally involved," there's something wrong because it is how wrong. we are wired. Um, it's how wrong. we're wired. Yeah. So. Um, there's something
1: wrong. So. Yeah. So if you're gonna do it, I mean, you do it because that's just what you want to do, and you, you know, you you look at it like a man's perspective. But if you're doing it with the hopes of that's going to hook a guy. It's just, I mean, ladies, if a guy is, especially nowadays, if a guy is 25 years old and over, you're not showing him anything, then. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, you're I mean, not going to I mean,
0: astound him, right?
1: Yeah, That's hilarious. Not, he, yeah, if he's 15, 14, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, yeah, maybe. But it, especially when they're 30s and 40, you're just, I don't care what he says, it's not enough. And, and I'm a, and I'm a, Drop this nugget. I don't know if he got to this in a book. And I and my wife didn't believe me until we actually asked random men on the street. Men do fake orgasms, women. We do. No doubt about it. We do.
0: Ah, really?
1: And, and absolutely. Men do. And women say, well, well, why? And the problem is you think women think we look at sex like we just need a hole in that it. No. If we are not a more if we are not into it if she's not into it if she's boring if she's you know there's a number of reasons why men have bad sex with women and again not to hurt her feelings or because he's tired or because same reason women do it or he's ready for it to be over he won't fake it
0: well um you just taught me something (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I mean, what's the whole purpose, I mean, you know, of, of even going there if you're going to fake it? But then again, well, I guess... Well,
1: he doesn't... Yeah. He doesn't intend on doing it. Yeah. But if it's not... I mean, every... I mean, Jennifer, you've had guys friends that have told you horror stories about girls and about it wasn't good, it wasn't this. And so not to get it over with, they will... I mean, men have... Men will fake it. And so... I think I, I think I think
0: more you. men tell you that they don't tell me that. So,
1: <laughs> well, they may not, they may not tell you they fake it, but they they may have told you they didn't have a It wasn't a great time with this particular female, mm-hmm. and so to in the process, or they're just tired. Yes, they will they will fake it, and you won't hear from them. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so does it benefit? So it doesn't benefit a woman to have sex on a first date. You There's nothing. There's like you said. There's nothing so spectacular. About you, that's going to hook him from that. And uh, quite honestly, when we had our guy panel here, the guy said that that's a kiss of death. They don't want to go out with a woman after that, um, even though they're participating. Yeah. It's a turnoff.
1: Yeah. If 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 he is if he is, see, when you're dating a guy, the only thing you can do is get demoted, versus getting getting a promotion. So if he looks at you as a wife material, and you. Like I bet woman, I thought she was a white material, and she and she told me she wouldn't mind if her her husband had a threesome. Well, that's not something in my value system, so I, she was automatically demoted. Right. To jump off or to a girl, I would just sleep with a. She was uh, and there was nothing she could do. Right. To get promoted, and so my point is, if if a guy meets a girl, he looks at her a certain way, like she could be something of potential, and then she does or says something. You know, depending on where he is in his life, he may just sleep with her just because she's there, or he may just pass her on and say, "You know what? I'm looking for something um, more fulfilling." But yeah, if you, if if a man if you're serious, if you sleep with a guy too early, I'm telling you, it, it just it just won't end well.
0: Yeah, you know, I hear uh, so many women will say uh, that they find that guys disappear. Like they may wait and wait and wait and even if they've waited three months and they finally do, they disappear shortly thereafter. So it's, uh, I, I, for me, there's got to, you know, to, to me on the outside, because I don't know what's going on, you know, in the relationship, but I think there had to have been something missing. I mean, that, you know, the reason to probably go to that place, I always say once you've gotten as close to that person as you possibly could intimacy wise, emotionally intimate, spiritually intimate, you guys have gone as far as you're going to go without going there physically. Once you've gone there, that makes the physical part of it so much better because there's already a, a mutual, beautiful, magical connection otherwise. So now it's now you're making love versus having sex with somebody. Um, you know, if if it's important to somebody, I mean, maybe just sex is all everybody's looking for. But, um, but I have a question, um, and it's outside sure. of your stuff. So, um, so uh, a long time ago, there was a person that wrote a book that was uh, called uh, "Men Who Love Bitches." <laughs> I've yep, actually yep. I've actually recommended that book to some women who were. Uh, a, a little too passive, uh, because there is there is the challenge aspect with a man, especially um, men. And I will say, men need a challenge, and women always need to be able to provide a challenge to a man. No matter how long she has been with him, there needs to be an aspect of that relationship that is a challenge still for him. Because when it becomes when there's no challenge left for that guy. He disappears. He's on to the next conquest. So, agree or disagree, and and how much truth is there to that?
1: Well, here's the thing: if anybody who's been married, you, when you're dating somebody, I, I always tell people, my friends who are dating, when you are dating, all men and women keep boogeymans in the closet. Either <laughs> purposely, either they do it purposely. Are uh, are they don't look purposely. It's like, for example, a in a, a boogeyman left in the closet purposely is, my credit score is a 590. That's and I have mm-hmm. not told you. So that is a boogeyman I'm purposely kept in the closet. Mm-hmm. A boogeyman that is kept in the closet that just did matriculate itself in the marriage could be, I mean, during the dating process could be, hey, I don't handle death well. Well, if you never had a death in the family during the dating part of the, of the relationship, and guess what? That boogeyman never never released itself. Right. So, so my point I'm trying to make is there is something that you 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 have to be as authentic as you can for that right person. Now I'm not saying you just if you are if you are that much of a doormat, and I, I've heard about that book and they were reference the word doormat. If you are that person where anything goes, that is it's deeper. That means you're a people pleaser. That means that goes deeper with your insecurities. That you don't. That means you don't think your authentic self is good enough for this person. So therefore, you have to do what you have to put on a facade. You have to put on a mask. But anybody who's married knows that mask will not last forever. And so what happens is when that person uh, lets lets their true authentic self in, then the the husband's looking like, well, who the hell is this? Where did this come from? And so. He, you just you cannot be just that person. Who just lays down, takes everything, and is yes, yes, yes. Whatever you want to do, kind of like the lady from um coming to America. Whatever you like, whatever you like, it can't be. <laughs> that was a
0: great movie. It
1: can't be that extreme. Now, if it's that extreme, then there's deeper stuff that has nothing. To, it predates the man. It just predates. Yeah, the that it's is deeper than that.
0: That is codependency, and that is um, that is insecurity. And so there may actually, actually be a boogeyman in the closet, which I love that terminology. That's hilarious. But there may not be a boogeyman in the closet, but there is insecurity. And people yes. tend to be people pleasers because, like you said, it's a worthiness issue. And, you know, that's, that's where, you know, I think it can get old when you get to know somebody, when you find out that mm-hmm. truly they don't love themselves and they don't accept themselves. Mm-hmm. That's where... When they're not respecting and loving themselves, you can start to buy into that after a while, right?
1: Yeah, because it's not, I tell women, it is not, and this is where they get in trouble. It is not a man's job to provide your happiness. Right. It's not his job. Or a woman's job. Mm -hmm. Or a woman's job. His job is to add to the happiness that already exists. But if you are looking for him, like I told one woman, she's looking to having a child so badly, and and I told her, I said, the sad thing is, that child has a job. He's not even born yet. has a job. And that job is to make you feel good about yourself, give you something to do, make you feel validated, make you feel worthy. And it will drain the relationship. It's not their job. So that's why you really have to get as much of yourself. Again, you're not going to be perfect, but get as much of yourself in order so that man could just be the icing on the cake. He's right. not there to get the cake, put it in the oven, bake it, do all of that. He's just there to put the icing on it. It would be but if awesome if he could
0: bake do, or cook. We're, we're all for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but for him to, you're asking him to do all that work that you should have done before him, it, 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 Amen. it, it, it will never work. Amen
0: it never to that. You know, I love, that's a great answer. You have to be whole yourself and do the work beforehand, be healthy beforehand, uh, because it's not somebody's responsibility to unpack all your bags once you get there. It's not their responsibility. Okay, so a real quick question, uh, since I, mm-hmm. you're so good. I mean, I could sit here and t- we could talk for hours. <laughs> and I have a feeling we'll do a part two, because I am going to be coming to Atlanta soon. And uh, we'll Perfect. do a part two in person and meet. That will be just amazing. But uh, because I, I love the dialogue and I think there's a lot of women that are hungry to hear some of this. So what I do hear a lot from women, uh, one of the biggest questions I hear from them is, you know, when they're dating somebody, whether it's online dating or whether it's, you know, they've met somebody, when a guy disappears, stops communicating, um, you know, they've lost interest. Uh, what does a woman do when they disappear, when they're, when they're getting in the process of being ghosted? or the man's not responding, um, in your opinion as a man, what should she do? Because I think a lot of times women want to nurture it so they want to keep reaching out and, hey, is everything okay? What went wrong? You know, and, And get all these answers. In your opinion as a man, a man has stopped communicating, whether it be on chat with online dating or whether it be text message or phone, whatever it is, the man has stopped communicating. What does a woman do?
1: Well, it's over. Um, <laughs> nine thousand ten is over. I mean, there again. Now, I'm sure somebody listening there is. an ex- there's an exception to every rule out there, so to speak. But generally speaking, it's over. The problem women do is they tr- they're trying to get closure. Men don't do closure. Women, we do not do closure. We will avoid it because closure means I got to sit down and explain it to you. If you're expecting him to sit you down at a coffee shop and go through. A to Z, what happened? He's not doing it. Forget it. I mean, that's just, I mean, he would to go to jail than sit through that fire spot. It's not going to happen. <laughs>
0: that's extreme. Um, but, wow. But, you know, I. Yeah, and he won't do it. You yeah. know, it's funny. I think women are not doing it so much uh, as well because I do hear from the guys. I get to hear, you know, you you mainly counsel women and and I do the guys, too. And guys aren't getting the answers either. Women disappear and yeah. men want closure. And I do see that, that you know, that curve hitting for, uh, for men and women, you know me- women are becoming more like men in the dating arena than ever before. Go. It's, uh, yep,
1: absolutely. it is, absolutely. it's not
0: a good thing because, you absolutely. know, there is a male and female energy and the, those mm-hmm. energies need to exist. There can't be two chiefs and no Indian. I mean, there's got to be a masculine and a feminine, and I don't care what absolutely. relationship you're looking at. There's always a masculine and feminine. And if a absolutely. woman, yeah, if a woman doesn't know how to be feminine, doesn't know how to be vulnerable, doesn't know how to give herself to a man, and doesn't allow the man to lead. You know, the, it it it's going to throw off the balance of that relationship.
1: Thoughts? It is, it is. And so when men go through it, see. For, so for women, again, they want closure. For men, is more about their ego. What happened? Why does she like me? Blah 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 blah. And usually, when men do it. Men are, and it, it goes both ways. You're just going after the wrong person. You, you're constantly going after the wrong person. You know, you're going after, you know, the, the a certain look or a certain type. She has to have a certain complexion and all this stuff. And and it's it again, it all stems from insecurity. The more the more insecure you are, the more extreme the person must look. Interesting. That's uh, so-
0: that that you are, you are right on that. And there's a lot of people that just went, ouch. And uh, the guys <laughs> really, the guys needed to hear that more than the girls. But, but having said that, you know, both, both parties play into this and, uh, and I, it's so weird. Cause I just wrote about all this stuff today um, on Facebook and we just ended up talking about quite a bit. You have been amazing. I mean, the information is awesome. I know we could keep going, but I need to honor your time uh, you have spent with us and um, I can promise you ladies we will have a part two whether it be via phone or whether I go out to Atlanta and we do this in person but I have enjoyed your honesty and uh, I know that um, I know that you you wrote this amazing book ladies you all need to pick this book up I am telling you I do not get, I do not get intrigued very often by books and reading and other people's opinions on dating and things. I mean, I, I try to keep abreast, but not much catches my attention as being truthful. And this book is called Is This Your Man? And it's Colin Tate. Pick it up. You can do an Audible version, which I like. It's a very well uh, read. Um, the Audible version, or you can buy it at Amazon or I mean, where, where else is it available?
1: I think think Barnes and Noble and um, Kittle.
0: Awesome. It's a great book and it's great insight. And we, we all appreciate your honesty so much. I mean, I, I, uh, I love your ability to articulate and communicate it as well. So, uh, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, and thanks for being on the Loveability podcast and, um, you'll have to join me again.
1: Love it. It sounds good. Let
0: me know. All right. Thanks for being here. Welcome to this week's Love Jen segment. I've got a question from one of my listeners that uh, says she just started talking with a really nice seeming guy. Uh, She met him on Facebook dating. Uh, We've been texting for about two weeks. Long time to be texting. Uh, He knows I have a daughter, but it hasn't been the conversation for me to bring up I've been divorced. Does that matter? I don't know how to randomly just say, oh, by the way, I'm divorced. Uh, so assuming when the conversation happens, then I would disclose that my ex-husband is not involved at all with my child and that he's terminated rights. So I, she basically has sole custody. So uh, I'm surprised after two weeks of texting and trying to get to know each other that you the divorce thing hasn't come up or anything about your daughter. Uh, Red flag already. Um, Although, I don't know, uh, two weeks is a really long time to be texting somebody before you meet them. Really, it's key when you meet somebody, unless you're sick, it's key to go ahead and get to get a date set and go on a date right away rather than keeping the conversation going. Uh, some people don't hold their interest very long. Many people don't. And uh, and other people aren't great at corresponding via text message or over the phone, and they're much better in person. So you could miss out uh, with somebody losing interest that way. So don't wait so long before you meet somebody. And, uh, and yeah, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, he knows you have a daughter, but he's never asked you about your ex-husband or your divorce. And I do think people need to talk about that up front because here you've said you have sole custody. Uh, You know, that's something somebody would want to know. How involved is the ex? What is the relationship with the ex? Uh, And how involved uh, are they with the child? So somebody coming into your life at this point, uh, is going to have to take on full responsibility as a father for for the child, depending on her age. Uh, well, actually, it doesn't even matter her age unless she's a grown adult. Uh, but, but that would be something important that they would need to know and understand. It, it may or may not affect their decision to be with you. Uh, some people don't want that big of a responsibility, some people would rather, uh, maybe have. The father or mother um, out of the picture, so that they can, uh, so they can uh, not have any interference uh, from that end. So uh, I would be talking about these important things up front. Why people wait so long, I don't know. Uh, it seems like people want to wait to ask the important questions, like "Are you divorced? Why did you divorce? What happened?" Because those kind of questions can be so so telling. Uh, you know, if somebody uh, gives you the reason that they're divorced. I don't care if it's once or twice or three times, definitely be paying attention to twice or three times as to the reason. But if they've been divorced, why? I mean, it's important to understand why and who are they. Are they blaming the other person or are they accepting responsibility themselves? I mean, that shows growth with somebody if they can say, well, my marriage didn't work out, but here's how. there. This was their role. This was my role. And that's a very mature way uh, to look at it. Uh, so these are questions we should be asking up front. So... Thank you for your question. I think there's a lot of people out there wanting to know uh, when to disclose uh, the information. Uh, What I wouldn't get into uh, right up front is too much drama. Uh, If there was, you know, for whatever reason, your ex-husband is not involved in her life, give as minimal amount of information as possible because nobody wants to get into that right away when they're first meeting you. But Little reason why, one sentence, two sentences why. Um, they don't need to know that much more. Uh and it's a little too much at the very beginning. So uh that's your uh Dear Jen question for uh, today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions yourself, you can write us at lovejen at deargen.com. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today, and please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information and if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.